Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Sensational, perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play the running man. On your mark! I'll be back. Go! The highest rated TV show in history. Because they want us to stay. It's a game between life and death. Give you a lift. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the running man. Welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch old movies and see how they hold up in the modern eye. The Panopticon. <laughs> you know, in like the prison state surveillance dealie that we live in. Oh, that's like with the one camera and then you don't know who's watching you so you always behave? That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Epic philosophy 101. Yeah. We're talking about a dystopia today because it's the beginning of the new year. <laughs> and we're in one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm Robert Larone. With me, as always, is the Punisher. The I mean, the Punisher. That's already a trademark. If you're trying yeah, to take like, an, a that, new, that was like my name from the from the Running Man. If I was a part of Running Man, I'd be like the Punisher, and I'd say puns before I kill people. But you would get sued by Marvel. That was already a thing in the '80s. No, but like it would be capitalized U and N, right? And then I'd say like a clever line before I killed someone. Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't. I didn't realize that this name was also a pun. Right. That's you were what referring I'm... to the puns like in this movie. Yeah. The movie that we're talking about, whatever it is. <laughs> we don't know yet. It's not The Punisher. <laughs> it's definitely not Sorry, The Punisher. Sorry, people who love Frank Castle. But it does take place in this year. That's right. I mean, this is 2019. It's the first podcast that we're recording in the new year. Mm-hmm. And Happy it's, New Year, and Blaine. It's, it's the future. Happy New Year to you, Rob. It's the f- I mean, it's the present. Right. And it'll be the past by the time they listen to this. It's the past right now. Time. It just blows your mind. (laughs) But it is the new year. And a lot of people are talking about movies, Mm -hmm. older movies that are sort of sci-fi or sort of make this like dystopia about the future. 
it is that time now. Yeah, we've caught up to them. I mean, we've passed many of them. Like, Terminator 2, that shit was supposed to happen in, like, what, 1996? I know. And Back to the Future, 1955? Yeah. Like, we passed that one. All of these people have been incorrectly predicting the future. Mm -hmm. But it's always sort of fun to, like, look at something and sort of see, you know, whether it sort of gets anything right. So a lot of people have been doing that about 2019. And one of the movies they have been looking at is Mm. The Running Man. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, he has one of those. (laughs) Ventura. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Is that like a hat? (laughs) I'm sure it's a hat. I'm sure he wears it in the mirror sometimes. But before we get into that, we should first of all thank our Patreons. Those are the people who give us one, three, five dollars so that we're not forced to run through a gauntlet of murderers. Right, just to get like petty cash. To petty keep this cash. Podcast going. Well, we would have to resort to crime. Right, which would then land us in the running man. I see what you're saying. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> if you donate a little bit of money, you get a few perks. You get the podcast early. There are bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. And. You help prevent the dystopia. Yeah, and it's ad-free at any level that you give. So that's kind of nice. When did you first see Running Man, Rob? So I saw Running Man a long time ago. Like, <laughs> like were you a child or were you like a teen? I was a child. Oh, my God. This is a violent movie for a child. Yeah, I had a friend when I was very young. I think I was like four or five. What? Yeah, and we, I mean, he loved Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and action movies. Wait, how old was this friend? I mean, like, he if was he's... like one year older than me. Oh, that makes a difference. It, it's, a, it's a big difference. Yeah, that's like 20% of your life then. But also, like, at this moment, the late 80s, action movies and Arnold Schwarzenegger and the sort of, like, those guys were huge. So they were yeah. everywhere. I mean, this movie was released the same year as Predator. <laughs> Man. They actually had to delay this a couple months so that they could get Predator in there because they didn't want Arnold competing against himself. And also Jesse the Body Ventura competing against himself. I know. It was like a tag team wrestling of clones that year for the movie box office. So I was exposed to this at a young age mm. and I remember it being like crazy and like a little bit scary. It wasn't as scary as the Predator. Wait, you know, did you see the Predator face. when you were five, too? I did. That's horrible. We talked about it. We talked about it. Yeah. And I'm a better man for it. Probably. <laughs> well, after the therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Costs a lot. <laughs> what did you think about it? So you were scared of it when you were a kid. Was there a scariest part of it when you were a kid? No, I think it was just like the darkness and the violence. But so I did see it later. I found it on VHS at one point and I watched it, you know, during the good old Obama years. Back when things were like... Nice and peachy. Right, when there was no dystopia. Yeah, we had our problems, and Obama had his sins to answer for as well. Drone strikes. Mm -hmm. But overall, it didn't seem like society could collapse at any moment. Right, and that we could all be on TV running for our lives. Yeah. Right. And so now, when I watch this movie, it seems a bit prescient. (laughs) Wait, do you think – I mean, this is a larger question that we'll get to later in the show – but do you think that some of this might have come true now? That is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. This movie is like Nostradamus. <laughs> the person that wrote this movie was Nostradamus. It was Stephen E. D. Nostradamus. <laughs> Part of the Writers Guild. He's really great. Yeah. yeah he's a good, good writer. But so what about you, Blaine? When did you first see The Running Man? 
I saw it. My friend and I were kind of obsessed with Arnold Schwarzenegger and like the cheesiness of his movies. When you were like four or five. No, no when I was uh, like a teenager. And we kind of like, you know, we were like cool. Th- we wanted to be cool. Th- and we're like, we'll like this ironically, you know, like we'll like watch oh. it to laugh at it. Not to get not like with an, a five year old's innocence, you right. know, it was kind of kind of snide watching. Right. And so what did you think? I was I was pleasantly surprised. When you I was a teenager, I, I, I liked it a lot. I liked the whole premise behind it. I thought that was really fun. I thought that it was a little ahead of its time because I remember I did... Uh, the so, jumpsuits? <laughs> yeah, I had jumpsuits later on. No, um, the Survivor right. came out when, when we were teenagers. And I remember someone explaining Survivor to me and being like, yeah, it's going to be people competing on an island for grains of rice. Blaine, you know those people didn't actually die. Well, one of them got badly burned That's and true. had to be like lifted out. There were some mishaps. There were, yeah, there were close to close to deaths. And I remember thinking that, that like, that's an insane thing. You can't just make people compete for their food. That no one will watch that. That's some dystopian nightmare. That's like The Running Man. And then Survivor came out, and I was like, "This is this is The Running Man, right. just brighter on and NBC." Who produced Survivor? I I don't NBC. Mark Burnett, okay, who has a certain connection to a certain president of the United States. Oh, I think they both have Michael Cohen as a lawyer. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> it's Just one more Cohen. way that the Running Man is prescient. <laughs> yeah, because the lawyer in this is stabbed in the back too. Just like Trump <laughs> stabbed his own lawyer in the back. That's good. That's nice. I like that. So I I like this movie. I liked all the Arnie one-liners. I remember the. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the the Arnie call? screen that was like online you could press buttons and right your soundboard the soundboard there we go yes Uh, i do remember that there was a lot of kindergarten cop uh, to that i believe yeah definitely and we used it to like make prank phone calls mostly about it not being a tumor (laughs) (laughs) right yeah which like had no bearing on any normal conversation but wait did you actually make prank phone calls with the soundboard please blade be honest no, I mean, yes, we did, but not to anyone that we didn't know. We'd, like, call up our friends and we'd be like, hello. And that'd be, like, our Arnie Ryan. button. Did you fool anybody? God, no. They were pretty primitive. <laughs> it was. It had, like, the background music of, like, this the, the bite that they yeah. took out of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, we fooled no one. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to run down Running Man? Do a, do a double run? I sure do. Okay. It's Rob's Running Man Rundown. (laughs) We're really running this into the ground. So it starts way back in 2017. There's a whole different world. Donald Trump was sworn in. Envelope gate at the Oscars. What? Tore people apart. (laughs) Wait, what? No, this isn't isn't part of the movie, Rob. This is... I'm just setting the scene. Okay, okay, to to our day and age? This is what you're setting? That's what was happening in 2017. Okay, okay, sweet. And even worse than those things that I talked about, people are rioting over food. And Mm. so we have Arnie. He plays this guy named Ben Richards. He is a police military helicopter pilot Mm -hmm. and... He's been sort of sent in to sort of quell this riot. Yeah, because all the people want like a Turbo Man doll, and he's got really he's really versed in. <laughs> he in jingles taking... all the way in his helicopter. <laughs> he's really versed in in parting crowds to try to get what no. he wants. We no, we talked about that during Christmas. Yeah, that's true. 
I think they're the same movie, basically. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's just a reskin, a Christmas reskin of. Yeah. It would have been great if Sinbad was in The Running Man. He he plays Fireball. <laughs> That's not true. No. Okay. It's not true. <laughs> but so there's this crowd of people, and he scans the crowd and sees that it's unarmed. So he doesn't want to fire on these people. Right. I mean, if some of them had like knives or like rocks, that would be fine. Sure, <laughs> right. But. He, you know, he has integrity, so he refuses to fire, but they tell him to do it anyway, and his, like, crew mutinies, and he has to, like, punch them out. What's, what's crazy to me about this is that this character is like, no, I'm not going to do it. And it's like, well, you're, you've been doing this your whole job. Why, why is this crossing the line? Like, I don't understand why this is kind of crossing the line for him. Because they were unarmed. Break? I guess. I guess that's it. But what I don't get, because this movie sort of uses a lot of fake news techniques. Uh, yeah, wag the dog. Mhm. Mhm. In order to impose its order. So why didn't they just say that they were armed? Like hack the helicopter, yeah, say the, that they had the camera in the helicopter? Yeah. Scan those guns into their hands like they do later on? Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Could have prevented this whole thing. We got to talk to DE Nostradamus and see if he can rewrite the screenplay. Anyway, they capture Arnie yeah. and so he's sent to prison. Like this work camp yeah. where he grows like a hipster beard. I know. Arnie with the beard is like the cringiest Arnie. It's, yeah. It doesn't, he doesn't look good with the beard. It doesn't work. No. It he, doesn't work. He's a guy that needs to shave every day, I think. But he makes friends with a couple of guys. Yafet Kato is mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. And another dude. And they escape the prison. Yeah, Laughlin and Vice. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Exactly. And they go on the run. They sort of meet up with the resistance who is headed by Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, they couldn't get anyone more famous. It's weird, like, when dystopias decide, like, rock stars are going to become leaders of the resistance. Like, in The Postman, where Tom Petty is the mayor of some town. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, comedians that had one song, like Dennis Leary and Demolition Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's like music-adjacent people running the... They the were like, apocalypse. all the celebrities died, and this was the only person that everybody sort of knew. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is that the guitarist from Fleetwood Mac? No, it's the drummer. Okay. <laughs> sure. We'll take it. There's also somebody named Stevie, which is obviously a reference to Stevie Nicks. Right. Yeah. But it's played by Frank Zappa's son. <laughs> God. The casting's all over the place. It's all over the place. But he... At this point, they ask him, like, to join the resistance. But he says no. He says he doesn't care about politics. He's all about survival. And so he goes off on his own. Look, my character has an arc. (laughs) I have to not want to join it. I'll join it later. Maybe if you make me governor, (laughs) I will consider it. But (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Arnie escapes. He goes to his, like, brother's house. Yeah. But his brother's not there. He's been, like, taken away. We never hear about this brother again. Arnie cares, like, he doesn't care at all about his brother. Where is poor Danny DeVito? (laughs) They're twins. He's, like, at some work camp. (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) Step it up on step stools to get, uh, just humiliate him the entire time. Anyway, there's uh, a woman living in his apartment now, and he is not nice to this woman at all. Oh, my God. That scene is very hard to watch. Yeah. Because uh, I also think it's supposed to be erotic. <laughs> but he's, like, basically, like, throwing her around and, like, he kidnaps her and he ties he- her up to the bed. Looking at 
ticket, no pain, no gain. Now listen to me, because I'm only gonna say this once. This is all a lie. I was framed. I'm completely innocent. Yeah, sure. Now be quiet and stay still. I'm out of here in five minutes. He's always like beating women up that are trying to work out. Like in Total Recall, that happens too. Yeah, uh, it's a real motif. It's very weird. And who works out in their negligee? That's yeah. weird. Well, I do. <laughs> well, I know. I know for men it's different, but for women, I think maybe you know, maybe not working in a negligee. It breathes neg- really well. <laughs> it's like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Oh my god! This is freaking me out. I don't like it. Anyway, so he kidnaps her. Basically, yeah. This is our hero. This mm-hmm. is the guy that we're supposed to like and get behind. But, you know, she is complicit because she works for the network. She composes, I believe she composes the Running Man theme song. Yeah. So she's an artist trying to make her way in the world and he kidnaps her. Ah, ah, ah. If you're an artist and you work for the Wait, fascist state. Do we hate, like, Wagner? Like, <laughs> we should question Wagner. <laughs> okay. Come on. Well, I'm just... Uh... If you're in Nazi Germany and Hitler, like, you know, you're not a Nazi, but like Hitler says, Blaine, I want you to do this podcast about Lenny Reifenstahl's Triumph of the Will. See if Triumph of the Will is rewatchable. Don't do it! (laughs) We're going to get so many Twitter followers be like, hey, can you watch Triumph of the Will? No, we're not. Damn it. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. (laughs) It is not re- – well, it is – I mean, it's visually spectacular, but morally reprehensible. Okay. <laughs> well, this is kind of what I'm saying about Fogged. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he kidnaps her. He takes her to an airport. They're going to go to Mexico yeah. or somewhere. Well, they almost get away, except H- – Hawaii. They go to Hawaii. Except the running man – we haven't even talked about the whole, like – premise of the movie which is the game show the running man which is hosted by this crazy game show host named damon Killam. <laughs> totally great. yeah i guess it's like his agent must have been like he's perfect for the role yeah Put him in there yeah Killam is a proud family name his agent was also regis philbin apparently <laughs> put him in there you gotta do it anyway yeah but he has this show that works as a distraction for America. And, like, the idea is that as long as he keeps the ratings up and keeps people glued to the tube, then they won't riot for food. They'll forget that they're starving to death. Right. Let's just forget that there already has been a riot for food in this movie. Well, only one. (laughs) That we've seen. Only one massacre. And that's because ratings are stagnated. Yeah, you know. That's what we find out when the guy arrives in his limo, all the people love him. Wait till sweeps. (laughs) Sweeps week is going to be There's a massacre every hour on sweeps. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) But... This feels a little too close to home. I mean, we'll talk about this later on in the... But it it is a little pressure. It's a little pressure. So... But he sees Arnold Schwarzenegger. He sees footage of Schwarzenegger's escape, mm-hmm. and he decides that they need to have him on Running Man because it'll be the biggest rating spectacular everywhere. I mean, look at this man. Look at that mother move, huh? Is he beautiful? Who is he? Are you kidding? That's Ben Richards. The cop from the massacre. Sensational. Perfect contestant. I want him. Can't have him. Why not? Damon, you know our contract. We never get military prisoners. Who's a military prisoner? He's still at large. Yeah? Well, they'll get him for me. Cadres can't have it both ways. Huh? 
They want ratings. I can get 10 points for his biceps alone. Hello. Yeah, this is Killian. Get me the Justice Department, Entertainment Division. No, no, hold that. Operator, get me the president's agent. Yeah, look at him run. He runs. He is a running man. He runs like a man. He fits all the categories. He is a man. Yep. He is running. He is. He, he has, is the <laughs> right singular. Yeah, exactly. If there was two of him, twins. Uh, uh-uh. uh. He hasn't ran. He isn't going to run. <laughs> it's present. So they got to get him. So he phones up like the president, Donald <laughs> Trump, probably, and right. ICE just you know swoops in and grabs him because he's an immigrant. <laughs> Oh my God! That's how yeah, it happens. That's he how just, it happens. The, the, the president tweets, yeah, and then they take him away. Yeah. the The crazy thing is, is that like to the Running Man. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Thank it, God they're not putting children in Running Man, though. It's getting pretty close, to be honest. And the fatalities. Oh, oh God! Jesus. Why are we talking? No, about stop! You just horrible. We're fiddling as Rome burns. <laughs> it's awful. We're podcasting it's as awful. America crumbles. The the thing that I. <laughs> I'm going to try to save. He says, get me the president's agent, which I really, really like. Uh, That's pretty good. Because it's also like Trump probably has an agent for yeah. being on all those shows. So it is. I mean, well, he would for sure have an agent. Yeah. yeah. It was probably Michael Cohen again. I yeah. could be an agent at a lawyer. Well, we'll probably find out who his agent was when the Mueller inquiry comes out. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But. Oh, God. Yeah. So probably they, Adam Sandler's agent. They decide Ben. Ben Richards, Arnold Schwarzenegger, has got to go on The Running Man. And they give him an ultimatum. Either that or they're going to make his two buddies, Yofet Koto and the other guy, go. Yeah, okay. Their name are like Laughlin and Weiss. And then who's our main character in the future where everything's crazy? Ah, just Ben. Ben Richards. Yeah, two first names. It's not cool. Yeah. I want like a crazy like Dexter like – well, I think they're trying to get like an everyman name because there's just not a lot of Schwarzeneggers out there. <laughs> there's some. Yeah, there's two now. There's two. Yeah, <laughs> son's acting now, so there's two. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, the one that has his last name or the one that doesn't? The, well, the, uh, to make my joke work, the one that has his last name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Excellent. So they all get put in the running man. Yeah. And that's where the real fun begins. But they put the friends in the running man, too. Like, they betray him. Right away. Yeah, exactly. And so he enters this world where he has to, like, kill people to survive and go through the blocks that were destroyed in the, like, the big one that hit L.A. Yeah, in 97. Do you remember that one? I remember that one. False. It happened in 94. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. This movie was off by three years. Yeah. But yet, it accurately predicted the present. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right now, Trump is probably announcing The Running Man. With Mark Barnett producing. Probably. Anything to take eyes off, like, his stalling of everything he needs to do right now. Yeah. But, of course, this is where Arnie gets to shine because, yeah, he's good at, like, throwing around and kidnapping women. (laughs) But he's really good at, like, fighting other, like, big dudes with ridiculous weapons and armor. Like, he's the king of that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, this is American gladiators, but they get to kill people. Well, in fact, this movie apparently influenced American Gladiators. Like, they took the concept from this. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, However, their names were like Saber and Nitro. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty apparent. But they took apparently uh, the idea from this, from a Japanese show called Trans Ultra American Challenge or something. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Wait, what what was Trans Ultra American Challenge about? I think they tortured people for prizes. But, Jesus. Yeah, and then however long they could hold out, they won better stuff. Like actual torture? Well, I think like fun torture, you know, like tickling and waterboarding. <laughs> so, right, like the Americans don't torture people so it's not torture, torture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. No, I'm sure it's like fun stuff. But like, you know, yeah, Japanese game shows torture. are crazy. Yeah, yeah, they are crazy. And some of them don't seem pleasant, you know, to no. participate in. This isn't like... Alex Trebek saying something mean about you when he does the interviews between first and second Jeopardy. Right. Snide Alex Trebek. <laughs> Snide Canadian wit out of the corner of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch any Japanese game shows? No. Well, no. There's this one that's called Human Tetris, and I watch it anytime I'm sad, and it makes me really happy. It's like people just trying to fit in positions as like a giant Tetris board moves towards them. They have to fit into the like holes in the board, or they get pushed into water. It's stupid, but I really, really love it. That's and I encourage horrific. everyone to check it out. Anyway. What a nightmare. <laughs> what, what a dystopian nightmare that is. Yeah. But they introduce these like these gladiators. They, yeah. they even call them gladiators. I know. They're like Mega Man bad guys or something like that. <laughs> they are. They all have terrible yeah. names. And they're all like also like weird juxtapositions of things. Like yeah. Sub-Zero is both a sort of samurai type warrior and a hockey player. Like they play the gong when he comes out because he's Asian. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But he plays hockey, so he must be Canadian a little bit. That's right. Yeah. But also there's Dynamo, who is like a human light bright. <laughs> but also an opera singer with a mohawk. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were in their pitching room being like, ah, oh, he's a light bright. He's like, nah, we need something else, something <laughs> else to differentiate him. Yeah, but then there's also like Buzzsaw, who... Well, that's ro- self-explanatory. That guy has a chainsaw. I mean, not a Buzzsaw, but a chainsaw. He could have called himself Chainsaw. But other than that, he has no twist to him. Yeah, but like Chainsaw would have worked way better for him being a motorcycle rider because that has a chain. I don't know. Yeah, okay. So I'm right. I'm with Chainsaw. He's just You're been called chainsaw? chainsaw. Yeah, and then the other guy, Fireball, he doesn't really have another thing. And that is, of course, played by uh, – what's his face? <laughs> no, I was going to make a joke about Mars Attacks. Yeah, He's played no. by Jim Brown. He's played by Jim Brown. The actor and athlete who supports Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not anymore. I don't know. But basically, you know all why. the guys in this movie are Republicans. Yeah. Jesse Ventura, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Yafet Kato, this guy. Yeah. Is that who we have to depend on? <laughs> well, I'm sure the president in this movie seems very Republican, too. Uh, yeah, that all has this stuff to go on. Yeah. And, of course, Arnie kills them all. Arnie kills them all. This yeah. Republican, like, this is the in-party in, in fighting that's happening right now. Yeah, well, hopefully there'll be a little bit more... Of, right. of that. A few more chainsaws to the crotch for, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. What's his face? Uh, you know, the old guy. <laughs> the old guy. Santa Claus? No, I just what sound you... mean. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Okay. Chainsaw up the groin to Mitch McConnell. Okay. No, I don't actually wish yeah. that on Mitch McConnell, but he does kind of seem may, evil. Maybe some justice. I yeah. feel like. The next step for Christian Bale after playing Satan himself, Cheney, is to play Mitch McConnell, who just, like, fucking denies people health care and, you know, just, like, laughs while people die. (laughs) Fuck that guy. (laughs) 
But it's going to be a great performance. Yeah, oh, he's going to win a Golden Globe for that performance for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Arnie kills all these guys. The woman who Amber uh, Amber who is kind of complicit in this? She finds out that she like all the all the footage was doctored, and she yeah. gets thrown into the Running Man with him. She discovers that it's all fake news. Exactly. Once again, totally relevant. And also, I mean, we see this sort of later. Let's just like talk about this right now because okay. it's really super interesting. Because we're we're in the future. <laughs> we live in the future. I mean. At a certain point, because Jesse the Body Ventura decides that he doesn't want to fight in this ridiculous costume, which, you know, looks like it's made of plastic. It's like a, an easy-bake oven, you know, <laughs> torn apart. Yeah, yeah. He quits or gets fired, and so they doctor footage of him fighting with Arnold and him killing Arnold. Yeah, which you can do now with, like, the new Disney studio, like uh – technology that they have. Have you seen that stuff where they can put like, they take a picture and then they make the person's mouth move and it sounds like them even? That's fucked. Yeah. They're saying it has like big implications for, you could make the president say like, we're going to nuclear war and then the other side would think that they're going to nuclear war and strike first. Like it's scary stuff. It's scary stuff. Also, of course, it's been used for porn. (laughs) Scarlett Johansson, she had to say... She knows that it's happened, that it happens with her all the time, and there's basically nothing that she can do about it, and she just has to sort of, like, live with it, which is horrible. Yeah. I mean, I think Hollywood is hard enough on its, like, female actors that 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 just seems a little worse. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Use your technology for good purposes. Yeah, but like it's like any other tool. People are going to use it for bad. People are going to use it for good. Yeah. But legislation is what helps. <laughs> the best thing to do is to govern everything. <laughs> or just, you know, set a, a little bit of rules around it, you know? Like, uh, you, uh, anyway, I'm not. I don't know. It's a, sticky, it's a now. sticky subject. I mean, I think it's personally weird. I don't think people's faces should be used for anything. And, you know, people <laughs> should own their identities. But right. don't use your face, people. <laughs> don't use your face. <laughs> Stop using your face. Um, Other body parts I'm okay with. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we're still talking about porn. Uh, that's good. But, yeah, so he goes through. He They find out, like, the past winners of this were just immolated in a locker room. Yeah. So they didn't go on to, like, Hawaii and and hang out with yeah. people in leotards. Yeah. They killed the rest of the guys, and they hook up with the resistance, with Mick Fleetwood. And so they plan to just, you know, raid the studio. Yeah. They go in. They shoot all the bad guys. Yeah. And then, like, he confronts Richard Dawson. You look pissed, Ben. Believe me, you got every right to be. But hey, will you will you just let me explain? This is television. That's all it is. Uh, it's nothing to do with people. It's to do with the ratings. For 50 years, we've told them what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. For Christ's sake, Ben, don't you understand? Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. What is that sled thing? Like, it's like a it's roller like a, coaster? It's like it's, a rail gun for, yeah, extremophiles. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a weird sled roller coaster thing. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it, 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 no one else dies on it but this guy. And it rams him into a billboard of him advertising this cadre cola that yeah. they've been showing all through. Because, you know, corporate advertising, it's the devil, mm-hmm. you know. But also they're doing that. 
Yeah, and, uh, and Arnie has his has his one liner as he does for every single kill in this movie. Yeah, and that's like basically that's the Running Man. Yeah, well, he like you know they they tell the whole world that it's fake news, and then he makes out with the with Amber. Yeah, I mean that's not as important as he makes out, right? <laughs> True. Yeah. The important thing is he gets his Mac on. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been wanting it the entire movie. These fully fleshed yes. out characters that we really have a romantic. We sh- we've shipped them the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. And that's the Running Man. That's the Running Man. We have more to talk about behind the scenes stuff. I have some trivia for you, Blaine. Oh, you better blow my mind with this trivia. And we're gonna get to it after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're back. It's rewatchability. We're talking about The Running Man. Mm-hmm. It's about a marathoner who is, uh, no, it's not. There was a previous movie called The Running Man, which has nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah, because this is based off the, the book, right? Well, the short story by short story. Richard Bachman, mm-hmm. who is, of course, a pseudonym for Stephen King. Yeah. And it has nothing really to do with the other one. No, because what's that called? Like the the jaunt or the jog or is it called The Running Man? The okay, story? Blaine, I think you're really like mixing up your Stephen King, which I'm really disappointed because I know you're a Stephen Kingophile. I, well, I like, I like you're some sexually King. attracted to Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, only Stephen Kings. Yeah, that's true. It's really hard for your wife. She has to put on that mask <laughs> oh, and write a book a year. <laughs> yeah, the book a year thing is too much of a commitment. Yeah. yeah. But no, because are you thinking about The Long Walk? The Long Walk, yeah. That's totally different. No. The Running Man was a different thing. It does feature a guy who has acted against the state, Mm -hmm. and so he is sort of released in a game-like fashion for the viewing pleasure of the audience. But he's running around in the real world. It's not in an enclosed Uh, space. There's no, like, super villain guys. There's no Sub-Zero or anything like that. There's no... I don't think that there's a talk show host. I could be wrong. It's been many years since I read it. I read it in high school. Oh. Did you write an essay about it? No, I just read shit for kicks. What about you? What? In high school? <laughs> yeah, we that's had a insane. library. No, that's that's silly. I hung out in the library wow. reading uh, Stephen King short stories. Listening to metal. Listening to metal. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I can I can throw in some metal trivia for you, too. That I would I would not know how to answer that. Which Ozzy Osbourne nope. video does Dweezil Zappa appear in? Uh, Shot in the dark. I, I would have taken one <laughs> if I had to answer that. <laughs> Okay, but so there is some stuff we like this movie sort of had a production history like when they the producers purchased the rights to it they did not know that it was by Stephen King. So they got a heck of a fucking deal. <laughs> They're like, who's this Richard Bachman character? Never heard of him. <laughs> They're like, we could buy this Stephen King script. 
Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's like so expensive. Oh, we can't afford it. We could do yeah. this and do like a better job and keep more of the money. Yeah, and he, you know, Stephen King's becoming a director. He's doing Maximum Overdrive. You know, yeah, he wants to be paid in coke. It's <laughs> it's shady. Yeah, it's it's a shady dealing with Stephen yeah. King. But this movie is written by Stephen D'Souza. Yeah, another Stephen. So I mean, of course, he wrote some of our favorite movies, which I'm sure that you know, like Die Hard. Yeah, right. And the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> Two of our faves. I like what all the similarities they have. I think that's he's he's been pigeonholed as well, a writer. Well, he's no tour. Yeah, and he also, of course, I think wrote and directed Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It would have been great if he did Mortal Kombat because Sub-Zero, that can yeah, happen right there. Reusing his old ideas. <laughs> exactly. But it was directed by a guy named Paul Mark Glazer. Yeah. Who is not related to Mark Paul Gosler. <laughs> okay, because I was very confused for a second. Like, did he go back in time and or was he five and directed it? I didn't know. But they had a lot of trouble finding a director for this movie. Like, originally they talked to Alex Cox, who famously did Repo Man. Right. And then they actually hired Andrew Davis, who Mm -hmm. would go on to direct The Fugitive. But apparently he didn't get along with the producers, and so they fired him a week into shooting. Oh, wow. And the reason was is because he had this idea— Right? Was it a good idea? Well, so he thought that the movie should end with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has pocketed one of Sub-Zero's exploding hockey pucks. And then at the (laughs) end, he, like, throws it at Richard Dawson, and it explodes, and it kills him that way. Right. But the producer thought that it was pretty shitty that he let his friends die holding this, like, you know, weapon (laughs) when he could have used it to help them. Right, yeah. This is my secret for later, guys. You don't get this. But so apparently he started filming and he filmed the hockey scene, the ice skating scene, and somebody called the producers and brought them into the dailies and there was a scene shot where Arnold Schwarzenegger was pocketing the hockey puck after they told him he couldn't do it. (laughs) It's like he was trying to pocket a hockey puck. He was like trying to sneak something by the producers. Yeah. That's so funny. You're going to get caught when you release that movie worldwide. You know, <laughs> that's like it's going to happen. I don't I don't know how he thought he could get away with it. Well, he did. So they yeah. fired him and they replaced him and they got a recommendation from Michael Mann. Yeah. Who uh, didn't do it himself, right. sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been a good movie. Yeah. yeah. But he did recommend this guy who had done a couple episodes of Miami Vice. Interesting. Yeah. So he was a TV director. Yeah. and That, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that feels right. And that's one of the things that Arnold has said about this movie himself is that he said that the movie sort of misses some of the deeper themes because although the guy was good at television, he didn't really know where to focus and where to bring out the sort of political or satirical elements. Yeah, exactly. Like this could have been a RoboCop, but it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there there are a lot of similarities to RoboCop as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, that was that whole era of, like, dystopian fiction. Oh, man. It's almost like it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, like, everybody had mustaches. That's something that they got wrong about 2019. Unless this is in Movember. (laughs) Movember of 2019. (laughs) That would have been great. Everyone in the past would have been like, did they change November? But they make Artie grow the mustache for Running Man. (laughs) 
<laughs> they had to shave the beard but didn't shave the mustache. <laughs> I love that they had to make him shave the beard because it looked so bad that he had to have a shower when he was on the run from everyone in the world. Yeah. That's really funny. Just wash that shit off. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they just glued it on anyway. Yeah. It looked like he like put glue on his face and then ran through a hayfield. <laughs> it looked really bad. There was also another guy who had like a very clearly like you know fake mustache who right. kept on looking at the screen. I, I I love all the like the shots of the audience and the people who are like watching the Running Man because this movie yeah. is very Truman Show esque in Definitely. places because it really shows the people who are participating and you know also complicit yeah. in the in the experience. Yeah, but they've been they've all been told that this is for justice, right? They think that like these people have done horrible horrible things and so they cheer their their death, which is I mean public executions used to be open until very very little yeah. while ago, you know. Well, I mean, the line between you know, government and media whenever it's blurred, it gets like super sketchy and like super it's hard creepy. to know, you know, what to believe. And it does happen all the time. Yeah. Like for example, I mean, they made a movie about killing Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Right? So to make that into entertainment or even art, I mean, it sort of calls into question. And we know that the government had undue influence in that movie. Right. Of course, you know, I'm not saying that there's any sort of conspiracy or anything behind that. But <laughs> it's just weird. Like, you know, whenever the government participates in making its own story – it blurs the lines. It absolutely shouldn't be done. And of well, course, like in Ontario, we have like Doug Ford and his like you know little yeah. media channel. And in Fox News North, yeah. In America, we have Donald Trump and Fox. You know, well, yeah. And it also becomes so weird because Fox News is like an ex- almost an extension of like the Republican Party, but mm-hmm. then it tells the Republican Party what to do because it tells Donald Trump what to do, and he it influences it's like, directly. We know he's watching yeah. Hannity every day. It's like a Ouroboros. It's like a snake eating its own tail. Right. It's very weird. But I just and thought, a snake's head is Putin. Oh. Um, I mean, it's it's fucked up. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I can't even articulate any of what's going on. But it yeah. also seems so like obvious and apparent, you know. But nobody seems like they can do anything except criticize action movies. Well, that's what we can do. That's what we can <laughs> help solve the problem of talking about Running Man. Uh, so I got some trivia for you, Blaine. Please, Are you ready? Let me not answer any one of these. Let's go. I can do it. I, I you know, I, I feel good about this. I think. Okay, I'm- because your life is on the line. What? Yeah, that's right. For every trivia answer you get wrong, I hack off a limb. Jesus, what's with the hockey puck on the table too? <laughs> what? Is- I only have so many limbs. I like to be thematic. <laughs> okay. All right. So, first question. This is sort of a softball because you could have gotten this with like any basic okay. internet research. But I did I, because I wanted to be beholden to the, the trivia. I didn't do any internet research. I just watched the movie. Well, that's your problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, director Paul Michael Glazer right. went on to direct movies like Up in the Air. Wait, no, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not Up in the Air. The Air Up There. The, okay. Okay. The Air Up There. And Kazam. Oh, great. Yeah. But he's better known to old people as which 70s cop? <laughs> Was it on Hill Street Blues? No, I don't oh, know. Come on, Blaine. Well, I, don't, I don't know this. Starsky! Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. They let fucking Starsky direct Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> and ex- well, that, that explains why he was a TV director. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, he did. Starsky. I mean, Kazam is a masterpiece, obviously. Yeah. 
we haven't talked about it yet, but someday we will. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl Shazam looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second question. <laughs> what? You got to do more research next time. Well, I, this is part of the trivia. I want to do no. Re- I want to. I want to go at it clean. Oh my god. Okay. Also, if you're listening at home, you can you take a second and you know maybe you know the answer. You can shout it out if you're on the subway. Don't seem yeah. like a crazy person. Yeah, you can show me up. Yeah. Okay. So Frank Zappa's son Dweezil plays Stevie, not Nick's, in this movie. Okay. This but is already a complicated question. What John Hughes movie does he appear in? I'm going to say Weird Science. Wrong. Oh, no. Pretty in Pink. Oh, you know, I've actually never seen Pretty in Pink. Me neither, but it's good for a trivia question. Yeah, it's great for a trivia question. All right. Okay. Third question. and I think there's a Blaine in Pretty in Pink, though. That's the only thing I know about it, because everyone's like, Blaine from Pretty in Pink? And I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. I think I, I haven't seen it at a, like, hate. Right, you're traumatized. Same name. You have PTSD. Yeah, BTSD. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, so... At the end of the movie, the host, Richard Dawson, who is, of course, from The Family Feud, Mm -hmm. who is a real talk show host, and he's amazing in this. He sort of puts his security guard in front of Arnie, but the guy sort of like balks and just walks away. He's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. His name is Sven Thorson. He's also the security guard in Mallrats, who sometimes wears the pork pie hat. That's where I recognize him from. But he's also a mainstay... Of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. So I would like you to name... Oh, my God, no. Five. What are you talking about, five? Five Arnold Schwarzenegger movies featuring Sven Olthorsen. Wait, wait, wait. How many in total are there? There's 15. Really? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because in the 80s, he was like Muscle Beach sort of guy. He brought all of his friends. Like, same as Jesse Ventura's in this. Okay. And also Predator. Yeah. Like, they just, you know, he hung up. He got all his buds jobs. Oh, my Lord. I mean, you can basically do this by chance. Yeah, I'm going to try Predator. <laughs> what are you looking through? Don't you have the list? I you- have the list. Okay. Yes, one. <laughs> Predator. Silence. I well- have to give the audience a chance, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Commando. Silence. No. No, no. Okay, this is this is a game show. I think this you get I Dawson think you get should three. be here to okay. Oh man, I'm trying to think of Arnie movies now. Yeah, I'm put on the spot. It's hard. It's trivia. You knew this was coming. <laughs> I didn't know that the question would be this hard. Do you think they've Thorson? Who knows who who knows what movie Thorson has been in? Also, the line that he says when he like leaves, he goes, I need to find some Steroids. I need to score steroids. What is that exit line? Sven, do you want to talk to Mr. Richards? Well? I got to score some steroids. Who... Yeah. How was that an exit line? He basically mumbles it. And that's – he's Danish. That's why he probably wasn't, you know, given Delicious. more prominent yeah. roles. Okay. <laughs> more prominent roles is a good pun. Okay. You know what? Okay, I'm just, just going to – Just tell me. I'm just going to read them out yeah. for you. Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, Red Sonia, Raw Deal, Predator, Red Heat, 
I know like two Twins, of those movies. Terminator 2, okay. Last Action Hero, Eraser, End of Days, and Collateral Damage. Oh, wow. Three more. He was a stuntman or a trainer. And wow. as of 2006, he was in an open relationship with Grace Jones. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. What did you go to PerezHilton.com for your... your, Grace Jones is like an icon. She's like a sexual icon. Grace Jones. And a Bond villain, just like Yafet Kato. Oh. Or Bond girl. Yeah, Bond girl. I haven't seen all the older ones, but I just know that they're, you know, these people are in them, so... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the best trivia we've ever done. Oh, it's not. It's not even over. Well, I have one more, but it's, this is like also not like really fair to ask okay. because you would have to like really do your research. But yeah. it's sort of interesting. So I'm going to ask you: two of these movie stars have gone on to become governor of a state, but which of this star <laughs> moved this? to a small town outside of Toronto and has blogged and spoken about his extraterrestrial experiences? Wait, which out of Arnie and Jesse Ventura? No, which that? out of any of the cast members of this movie? Oh, man. Um, Move g- to Ontario, where we record this podcast. I'm going to say the guy that played Weiss. Oh, you were so close. This is the guy that played Laughlin? Yeah, you oh, Cato. Damn it. He has a blog where he details his alien experience. Mm. I'm sure my dad... Has read all about it. <laughs> Did you read any of Cato's blog? I mean, I read a little bit about it, but it was like on, it was pretty GeoCities, you know? <laughs> I had like a running tally of who had visited the site at the bottom. Yeah. Since 1999. But I like that he moved to Canada, but he moved because he thought that America became too unsafe. With the aliens. No, with guns. Oh, well, yes. Then he would be right. Yeah. yeah. Not that Canada doesn't have its own problems. We have our own problems, too. Like, mm-hmm. we're – see, the thing is, for our listeners here who don't know as much about Canada and how it relates to the United States and the political things and all that, we sort of exist on a pendulum okay. with the United States. So, like, the United States swings one way and then we sort of, like, swing that way slightly later and sometimes, like, in a worse way. <laughs> Or some way, like a wonkier way. Yeah, a wonkier way. It's just all over the place, you know? Yeah. And so, like, we have. You you got Trump, and then we got Rob Ford. We don't know who's going to come next. Doug Ford. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is a real dystopia. I don't know what Arnold Schwarzenegger movie we have to watch to see this predicted. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going to star Thorson in it somehow. Well, I know that now. I mean, they're not, he's not in as many of the newer Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Right, right. But, but he's in an open relationship. Like, that relationship isn't taking up all his time. No, no, no. So yeah, he can, he's, he can he's act. doing other things. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. So, yeah, I can only be in an open relationship because I have my acting career. You know, can't give my all. What else? Uh... So it's also influenced like other things in mm-hmm. the media. We talked about American Gladiators, but did yeah. you ever play the game Smash TV? I never played the game Smash TV. Oh, what was it on? So was it on good. Nintendo? Or? Super Nintendo. I okay. think there was also a Nintendo version. But basically, it was this game. It was two-player cooperative. Oh, and okay. it showed like a uh, sort of like down Like Double view. Dragon kind of thing? Well, it was more like – it just sort of like – it was like a one-screen sort of thing. It was like a puzzle thing. Like you beat one thing and then you move on to the next room. Okay. Right? Except instead of solving puzzles, it was – shoot a bunch of shit okay, until nice. a lot of it is dead. And basically, like, you would shoot a guy and he would explode in oh my God. a ton of blood. And right. it was just, like, a big big splotch of blood. It was, like, the most violent game ever. And basically, you would just, like, 
keep shooting, just like shoot, 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 because that was the easiest way to kill all the guys. You never right. took your finger off the trigger. Right. You never talked to them. You're never like, hey, what's going on? Maybe we can come to an arrangement. Never made friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. It was like the craziest, violentest video game, but I'm starting to think that they didn't get the message of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, well, the message of this movie is that violence solves things. Like, Arnie goes through and kills a whole bunch of people, and then everything's all right at the end. Well, he he's merciful to the uh, Dynamo, to the Lightbright kid. Yeah, but then that guy gets, like, electrocuted later on. It's his own fault, man. <laughs> Shouldn't have stuck that fork into that socket. But there is a political message to this movie. It's about a guy who has been abused by the state— Right. And he manages to escape. The resistance asks him to come aboard. He refuses because he doesn't care about politics and how many people out there don't care about politics. Right. And then finally, you That's know. That's why we're in this mess. He's abused again. And then right. only then does he reluctantly become a resistance leader. Unfortunately, not because he's had any sort of like real political awakening like Ah, oh, gee, things are really bad out here for Mick Fleetwood. Where's his band? <laughs> The common Zappa, man. where are your sister's moon unit <laughs> and your brother Ahmed? <laughs> oh, God. You know all their names. They're a rock dynasty. Ah, true. <laughs> yeah, there is no, like, character change, and that's what I find really hard in this. Like, he's kind of a punk from the beginning, and he's a little bit of a punk at the end, and I'm like, yeah. Stop! Stop being a like, be a be a nicer become a nicer person. Like deserve to be the leader of this resistance. You know. Mm-hmm. And well, that's what I wonder. Like, is it better to have a sort of didactic, hit you over the head political message, which I think would be like how it would go at this particular moment in time, right? Or is it better to have this sort of thing where? The message is buried way sort of underneath. People don't really seem to get it for the first 30 years of its existence. And then now we're talking about it and we're just scared. We're just scared (laughs) because it's now. It's too late. Right. So what is the better way? (laughs) This one has Jesse Ventura, some great synthesizer music. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. I guess. There's some really awkward stuff in this movie. Like, beyond the, the negligee working out scene and Arnie being... Again, perfectly normal. It's not... Okay. Um, and Arnie being a little, you know, creepy yeah. and forceful with this woman. There's uh, it's, always, it's always with Amber. Poor Amber. She has, like, the code to take down the satellite or whatever. Right. She gives it to him and he's like, where have you been hiding that? And she goes, I'm never going to tell. But, like, that's... Like, that's a weird... Where... Where is it, Blade? Well, like that's that's what they're asking us to picture. But what are you picturing? And I'm I hate that you they did that. What I, you're picturing. No, you can't do that. No, no, you don't do that to me. Okay, it's just off. It's just like a weird thing, and she kind of winks at him, and I'm like, I don't. I why are you making the audience ask this question? You know? Yeah, that's like why are you doing that to your audience? It's really awkward. Yeah, Arnold could hide the codes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then when she asked him, he'd Let be me like, "Take them." Yeah, he'd be like, uh, "You don't want to know." And then he kind of like Winks. cowboy walks away. You know, <laughs> that'd be great. I'd like to see that version of the movie. Yeah, yeah. What we're saying is, we need more male protagonists to hide things up their butts. Yeah, I think so. Well, Clint Eastwood it's has equality. that new movie called The Mule coming out. Is that so. what that's about? <laughs> I can only assume. <laughs> 
So, did you think this movie was rewatchable? Is is your five year old self satisfied with what your your thirty five year old self saw? Well, I we already talked about how prescient this movie is. In yeah. a lot of ways, it does seem like it has come back around. And yeah, I watched this in the Obama years, and it was fun. <laughs> but now it's terrifying. Yeah. But also, you know, speaking of media as a distraction, mm-hmm. I was watching it this morning in my girlfriend's room. While I was driving. (laughs) (laughs) But I looked at Twitter for a second and I saw that our past guest, Glenn, had tweeted something about a service disruption on the TTC on the street right outside the window. So I looked out and there was like seven fire trucks outside the window. (laughs) And apparently the house across the street had been on fire the whole time while I was watching this movie. There was literally an emergency outside my window and I was so looking at the fucking screen that I did not notice all the sirens and commotion. The smoke billowing into your window? I could have died. It was across the street. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... I could have died of panic. (laughs) Of shock. I, you know, I... Did what everybody does. I go downstairs and yeah. peer out the front door and see what was up. Talk to some fire. Yeah. Yep. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching Running Man. Oh, okay. Please leave me alone, sir. That was the conversation. That's oh, nice. it's prescient, though. I'm going to walk into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Please. That's the only way out of this. I'm just going to walk straight into the fire. Yeah. So I'm listen to you talk about Running Man. So I thought it was really rewatchable. And it was very enjoyable. And it is fun on an ironic sort of way. But also as a sci-fi movie, despite the fact that it's like a little bad in ways. A little? This is a horrible movie, Rob. It's horrible direction. The acting is horrible. The, the They make no attempt to make this feel real at all. It's a bad movie. You're saying like you're saying those things like that's an impediment to it being enjoyable. No, I mean you can enjoy a bad movie for sure. Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, I'll be back. Right in the beginning of the movie. I didn't realize that he's reused that line for every single movie. Because <laughs> he wants a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, it's in his contract. <laughs> his contract says, I'll be back, I'll please, be back. in a sequel. It's like he invented that when he was a kid and he just like fell in love with it. Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> really mom, good. I'm going to school. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back. His mom laughed at it and he's like, oh, yes, I have a catchphrase. In German, it sounds even sweeter. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Do you know it in German? No. You should cut it in. <laughs> but like... With like Google Translate? Yeah, Siri saying it. Eifen, schleifen, schleifen, schleifen. We've lost and all our German viewers. And that Triumph of the Will. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, not rewatchable. Yeah, what I'm... about you, Blade? I'm going to say that this is rewatchable in like an ironic... In a critical sense, it was... It's hard. It's... A lot of these 80s movies that have this grotesque, you know, maison... Like, scene... I don't know why I'm going back to my... Maison Yeah. You can uh, say it. I feel, you know, very highbrow saying it. But it just looks... This is a film. It just looks bad. It looks ugly. And it was hard to watch that way. And Arnie's facial hair looked ugly. But it was fun to watch. And the story didn't make too much sense. But it does broach some stuff that we're talking about now, which is really interesting. So I think it's it's worth a rewatch. I don't know. I'm never going to rewatch it again, though. That's that's the end for me. Wow. This is the last time. The last run. The the running man is going to run through my head. So <laughs> the running man slowing to a walk. <laughs> yeah. As I get older, it's going to be the walking man. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. disappointing. 
Yeah? I I have to disagree with you about everything. Like, I think it doesn't look bad. It It's an aesthetic choice. Like, it's influenced Isn't by it? a lot of things from the 80s, like wrestling, like... Yeah. 80s rock music. In fact, that song at the end is so bad and so cynically like a sort of thrown together commercial, you know, soundtrack rock song Mm -hmm. that I think it's like a key. Like we're not supposed to take this movie seriously or like if we do, we've been sucked in, you know, like it's almost too bad. And I think this movie, the Sub-Zero, yeah, it looks it looks silly. It looks awful. The light bright thing. But like. That is that's entertainment. Like yeah. that's what it looks like on TV. And we and, don't the production values of The Apprentice, for example, might not be that impressive. But look at what it allowed that guy to do. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For sure. And I, he you know, killed thousands of people. And and I probably. was thinking. <laughs> I mean, he actually killed two people, at least that we know. Oh God. I hold him responsible. Um. Yeah. You should. But. I think that when I was watching it, I did get the sense, like, uh, harking back to, like, childhood and you trade cards of, of like, superheroes and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. could Superman beat Daredevil and could Daredevil beat the Hulk and, like, talk about all that. And in this movie, they do that where they're like, can, uh, you know, Chainsaw or what is it, Buzzsaw beat mm-hmm. this other person? And, and I was thinking about that. This movie also has some prescience because we still sort of participate in the – not the public execution of people. Mm. But like social media is in very much like now we weigh this person's moral good and you know we try to get them fired from their job if they say something that we disagree with or right. – you know, and in some ways that is a good use of you know – Positive assist. peer pressure? Yeah, and then in some case, like, there is definitely, like, a a mob mentality that sort of forms, and, you know, I don't want to see people put into the running man. (laughs) The running man of of society? Except some of the people from the current presidential cabinet. (laughs) Oh, God. Steve Bannon probably came up with the idea for the running man. Well, you know, Trump already has a really good name. Bonespur. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be good. It'll be good. Okay. Well, that's rewatchability for this week. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. That's where you subscribe and rate us if you like the show. Don't rate us badly because it will end in our eventual public execution (laughs) once social media ratings become the only thing that matters. Right. Yeah. It's in Black Mirror. Yep. But also, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter. Oh, and go to Patreon.com if you want to donate something. Yeah, if you want a T-shirt, you can go to TeePublic. Yeah. We have a uh, T-shirt store on there. We have T-shirts. Yeah. You can wear them while, while Rome running. is burning. <laughs> or while running. Yeah. While making yourself physically fit for the new year. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.